Hey, everybody. Nicole here from Hair of the Dog, and we are kicking off 2023 with an awesome conversation to help you get your systems in order inside your business, whether you don't really have any systems yet, or if you're already in systems and you just want to kind of like take a look at them, streamline, see if there's any ways to increase that efficiency in those systems. Either way, this podcast is for you. I have Shanice Miller, who is a business productivity consultant specializing in project management on the podcast today. And we are going to be talking about oh all of the things about um, how to streamline our business, how to systematize whether you are a solopreneur or whether you are ready to maybe start hiring part-time help in your business as well. And we also have some tips for that of how you can start hiring some people for outsourcing because... Take it from me, when you start to outsource a couple little things, it becomes addictive when you realize you're like, oh, wait, I don't have to do every single thing in my business anymore. (laughs) I can actually focus on the things that actually grow my business or I don't know, actually enjoy a little bit of my life. Um, These are all good things. So welcome to 2023. Stay tuned. Enjoy this conversation. And I'll talk to you soon. Welcome to the Hair of the Dog podcast. If you're a pet photographer ready to make more money and start living a life by your design, you've come to the right place. And now, your host, pet photographer, travel addict, chocolate martini connoisseur, Nicole Begley. Hey, everybody. Nicole here from Hair of the Dog, and I am so excited to geek out today for our first conversation for the new year all about getting organized, getting our systems in place. It's going to be awesome. And I want to welcome you guys or welcome to my show, help you guys. (laughs) I want you guys to help me welcome to the show, uh, Shanice Miller from the Taskly Group, who is an automation queen. And we are going to impart some incredible systems knowledge on you in the next hour. Shanice, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Nicole. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yeah, when I saw your email come through and I was like, oh, sister. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. So yeah, so tell me a little bit about your background and, and how you got into this whole systems world. Yes, definitely. So once, I don't know what it is, but everyone loves talking about systems now, but in the very beginning, systems were not sexy. And I'm sure for a lot of people, systems still are not sexy to them. And that's okay. That's why we definitely do that. Systems weren't sexy to me in the beginning either, but I had to learn how sexy they could be. So I run a business (laughs) operations firm for service-based business owners like professional photographers. And usually they'll have messy systems or they'll have no systems in place. And now what we do is we help to make their daily activities more efficient and their business run smoother so that we can maximize your impact and make sure that no clients slip between the cracks. And now, like I said, I did not start off with sexy systems at all. In fact, my systems were so chaotic. I had an original business. It was an educational consulting business. And literally, I didn't have any set up systems set up for that business at all. And it wasn't until one Friday evening, I was sitting down at my desk at the end of the day And I was just feeling so exhausted. I went to go check my books and what should have been like a very excited, joyous time because I had like my best week in business made an 8K week. And (laughs) I was just on the verge of tears. 
and, yes, and yeah. that was just from being so overwhelmed, just so mm-hmm. I was doing everything in my business. I was running ads. I was doing the sales calls. I was doing the client work. I was trying to set everything up and I did not know how to streamline anything. So, you know, just sitting there doing all of this work week after week, it just really weighed on me. And to the point Mm -hmm. where I wanted to close my business. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of us have had that. I know I've had that sometimes where it's like, you go to Starbucks and you're like, maybe... Maybe I'll just be a barista because like they go home at the end of the day and they don't think about work and they like work 40 hours a week. I mean, they have insurance and benefits. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've all been there. And I, you know, work with a lot of photographers, specifically pet photographers. And one of the regular pain points that people have is managing the processes in their business, especially like managing inquiries. You were talking about like, you know, (laughs) what happens when something comes into your business? Do you have a system that goes through it? And I think a lot of people, I'm jumping all over the place because I'm so excited about this conversation. But I think a lot of people look at systems when they're starting their business and they don't want to be constrained because they think that system is going to like creating systems is going to limit their freedom. But in actuality, creating the systems brings so much more freedom because now you know what is happening and so many things are happening on their own and you have white space to think about all of the new things (laughs) that can actually grow your business. I know for me, systems was this gap in the marketplace where I had taken courses and I had mentors that were teaching me the business, but no one really talked about systems in any of the course programs or anything like that that I took. So that was kind of like that missing piece. They always focused in on the marketing, how to get more clients. And so, yes, that worked, (laughs) but nothing about like, how do you really support those clients in the best way possible? And then what I hear from some of my clients are they're concerned that with a system, it's going to be too cookie cutter or, you know, their clients aren't mm-hmm. going to have this type of like personalization. And I'm like, we can still put your energy, your personality into the systems, into some of the emails and these automations that we're putting forward. And you can still have autom- you can still have touch points outside of that too. But we're just giving someone a nice routine where you don't have to write those custom emails each time. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I feel like a lot of people, that's probably one of the reasons that they maybe are a little bit hesitant to dive into some systems is because they think that they're going to lose that personal touch. If you were like a brand new photographer in business and you're just like, I don't even know where to start. Like what comes first really? Is it like, do you figure out what your process is? Do you start to implement the system? Do you look at the system first and then do your process? Like where do you even start to go into this uh, little system? So that's, I know that's (laughs) a really good question. It's that chicken or the egg question, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which is sometimes hard to say. I work with a lot of established businesses And I've really helped a lot of six, seven, and eight-figure businesses work to scale. So they usually have a pain point or something that they really want to pinpoint and streamline a little bit more to get started. But for someone that's just starting out, I would say before trying to make a lot of processes and things like that, 
what are the very first steps? So I would say like bringing on the clients because you need clients before you can do any work. Mm -hmm. So you would, I would say start, I do this process called task mapping where we would map out exactly what do we do? What do we want to say? How do we want the person to feel when they interact with us before they become a client? So I would say start there in that marketing area and section to say like, okay, how am I going to reach out to people? Are you going to do in-person events? Usually if someone who's like very new, they'll find success mm-hmm. with those in-person or face-to-face networking meetup groups, or, you know, if you have some flyers or things like that, and then you'll kind of map out like, how can we, and we automate a lot of stuff, but like, how are we tracking where people are coming from and how people are coming mm-hmm. from, uh, you know, are we getting referrals? So that kind of goes down the pipeline as well. And then when a person becomes a client, what do we want to do? Are we going to do a phone call or are we going to send them an email? Is that person usually ready to jump on because we have a lower tier ticket service? Or are we doing a mm-hmm. higher tier cer- uh, service where that person needs to have a little bit more kind of like talking to on the phone. (laughs) So all of those things. Yeah, I would say most of us listening to this podcast generally are the higher ticket boutique service for a photography client. So usually the first step is getting that person on a phone call or a Zoom or some sort of pre-session consultation. And yeah, you mentioned too, the importance of tracking, which I 100% agree with. So many times I ask people, you know, well, what are your numbers? What's your average sale? Where are your people coming from? How many inquiries did you get? How many converted? And they're like, I don't know. Or they might say, I feel like I nobody converts. So I'm like, okay, well, how many people have contacted you and how many booked? Well, I I, I think this or that. I'm like, okay, if you don't track it, right, you're going to like start making up these stories, not maybe know your numbers. One of our students and coaches in my academy just actually posted this morning because she went through her numbers for this past year of, you know, like, I forget the exact numbers, but like 135 people inquired and like 75 people booked. And of the what is that left like 60 people or so that didn't book, only four of those people didn't book because of price, like that actually said because of price. And so many times photographers get in their head of just like, well, the reason nobody's booking me, and I think probably every service provider does this, that they just assume the reason people aren't booking is because of price. But I mean, it's such a small percentage that actually say that. And the people that don't get back to you, I mean, we'll just never know, right? But we just automatically assign it to that. So, oh man, I love like the tracking working hand in hand with the systems because the systems can maybe give you that great way to track. Yeah. I actually had a client and we had to put this in place for that particular person because when we got on the phone to talk about what exactly was going on in the business and like, what would you need most help in? He was, I asked him like, okay, so what are your numbers? And he said, one month, 3000 the next month and he had to like manually calculate what the deposits were in the account and i was just like oh man mm-hmm. you should be able to see that at a glance <laughs> it shouldn't have to be like you're taking out your calculator to figure out what it is you know not knowing off the top of your head because you're not going to know what you're producing so it's so important to really know your numbers to track where they're coming from and i asked them as well you know what are you doing i'm on facebook i'm on youtube i'm on 
TikTok. I, I'm sending out flyers and I'm like, okay, well, where are the clients coming from? I think referrals, like, are you really tracking, you know, which are the referrals? Who's giving you the clients that you really want and your ideal clients? And mm-hmm. what areas are giving you clients that maybe you don't necessarily like or they don't have the price point that you're looking for? So those are very important metrics to track and to really streamline in your business because none of us really want to do accounting in our own business. But if you have something that's incorporated into a system, then it's like, okay, oh, this is just quick, um, nice, easy dashboard. It shows me. Mm-hmm. I love that. What would you recommend? Because you know you could definitely do like a spreadsheet, or something like that, but that's going to be some manual mm-hmm. entry. Like, What are some hacks that you recommend for an easy way to start to track some of these metrics? So a lot of times you can like link up and I don't want to get too technical with the audience, Yeah, <laughs> but you can like link up or feed into your systems with a, say, if you have a QuickBooks or a different type mm-hmm. of program, that's like accountant accounting type service, but someone who's very basic, yes, a nice spreadsheet for the very beginning starts and you can have this into your project management tool where after you say, do your call, it pops up as your next task that you're going to input it into Mm. the spreadsheet so that you'll put in your notes and things like that. And you'll update the column on the spreadsheet and it's already incorporated into it. But it, you know, it doesn't have to be anything too technical, especially if you're just doing one extra, you know, person, or is this person Mm going to convert or, you know, just putting in something to say, okay, let me have this task that recurs so that I know to follow up with this person. Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah, making it simple that works for you, for sure. I um, teach that a lot of just keeping it simple mm-hmm. until you need to, you know, maybe you're starting out your business and you're having like 25, 30 clients. Yeah, you can 100% kind of track that stuff a little bit more manually. But if you're scaling up or you're a more high volume yes. business, eh, you're going to probably want to look at different systems that start to automate some of those things. But while we're talking about metrics, are there any maybe specific metrics that you recommend? that photographers track? That's a good question. So, I mean, photographers, any service-based business, you need to be tracking, of course, those metrics that you talked about in the very beginning, which are, Mm -hmm. you know, how many leads are you getting? And it could be monthly, depending on how much volume you have, but how many leads are Mm -hmm. you getting monthly? Okay, how many of those leads are converting to sales calls? How many of those sales calls are converting to actual people who are paying? What is your conversion mm-hmm. rate? You know, do you need to increase? Because all these things tell you like, okay, um, do I need to get some sales training? Do I need to increase my, you know, marketing? Or do I need to just be better at closing people on the phone? What are certain things that I can do or where I can get help in certain areas? So, I mean, of course, we incorporate Google Analytics into certain things. There are other tracking mechanisms, depending on what you're using, that we would mm-hmm. incorporate into those systems so that they can all go in, into play. Yeah, I like that. I also love tracking each step. Like we're talking about the inquiries. So we're tracking the number of leads. We're tracking the number of people that book a call. We're tracking the number of people that convert from the call. Because then when you start to track each step, you can see like, oh, I have a major malfunction of people like the leads converting to the call. So maybe I don't need more leads, but I need to focus on this part of my business to get people on the phone. And then you see like, oh, once they're on the phone, it's like a 95% booking rate that continues from there. So 
we love to get in our head and make up stories of all these different things of why things aren't working or what we think needs to happen. But if we start tracking those metrics, I mean, the proof is in the pudding and it is right there and it tells you exactly where to focus in your business. Yeah. Oh my (laughs) gosh. I love it. I love it. Okay. So yeah, inquiries, I think are definitely one of the areas that can benefit photographers the most from having systems. Of course, we have editing systems too, you know, for like, once you photograph, bring your photos in and edit them and... Or if you have order your and, you know, you know, we can streamline yeah, oh, even yes. better. <laughs> we can streamline. <laughs> so a lot of systems I help with was hiring because certain photographers, um, they'll have mm-hmm. some others, you know, editors underneath them and or, you know, somebody, a different photographer who's supposed to put in certain work. So a lot of times we'll do like a employee or contractor sequence of tasks that they need to complete each time. And this is to reduce error yeah. so that the person can give you the same high level quality without you having to keep going back and forth with telling them, oh, I wanted you to edit this out, this out and this out. Now, you know, each time that what you do when you're going through the edit, you're telling this person, here's this checklist, you need to check off these items, making sure that you edited this out, maybe you put this in the front or the background, adding in your logo and to the end of it, or, Mm -hmm. you know, on certain areas where you might add your logo in so that you're still promoting yourself. Those are all things that you can do with, you know, any subcontractors or employees that you might have underneath you or helping you in the business that you can really streamline. Because if you have to go in and tell someone each step of the way that, you know, every time someone else new comes in or if someone, you know, is in the middle of editing and they have an emergency, mm-hmm. now someone else can jump in and say, oh, they already edited these parts and I just need to finish off these these areas. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. That is critical. I mean, it's kind of the point in my business where, quite frankly, after we're done recording this podcast, I don't even know what happens because <laughs> Venus, who is amazing, thank you, Venus, who's going to be editing this podcast, then takes it and pushes it through all of our little processes back there that we created. And Venus and Liz keep it updated. And yeah, like these processes is what gives you the freedom, again, to focus on the important pieces of our business. Because, you know, I don't have to be focused on, okay, now once this is edited, I need to make sure that this is uploaded over here. And then this goes over there. So that's really, really easy. I do want to talk really quickly about this hiring piece. Because a lot of people, especially in the photography world in general, are one man, you know, solopreneurs, (laughs) one woman shows. Yep. (laughs) And I think there's a lot of fear around hiring. Because... I don't know. I think a lot of us maybe have this myth in our head that when you hire someone that all of a sudden you're paying someone 40 hours a week plus benefits and retirement and like all of these things. And how can my business sustain that? So that's the first hurdle. And then like the second hurdle becomes, um, okay, how often or how am I finding them? Like if you get over that first hurdle of they don't have to be full time that they could be a subcontractor, yes. they could be a project base, they could be three hours a week, then you have to get over the hiring piece of where to find people and how to hire and all that stuff. Do you have any advice 
for people around. Yes. Oh man, that first hire. <laughs> I know the first hire can be the scariest. I actually have a free mini training for your audience, three steps to automate systems in your oh, nice. business to scale to six, seven, and eight figures. I'll tell them at the end how they can get that. But we talk a little bit about the hiring system. So it's really about mapping out what you need to hire for first. So having a nice Mm -hmm. goal in mind. So part of my three steps are my three-step framework, which is the the define, design, and do method. So first we have to define what is our goal for hiring? Uh, What is the purpose this person is going to serve for me? Are they trying to free up my time? Are they going to take over this aspect in my business? Really getting clear on that so that we know what it is, the responsibilities we need to hire for, how we can script that job description and what we're looking for in a, in a hire so that we are hiring correctly. Then mm-hmm. um, the define stage is when we are mapping out exactly what this what we want this person to do. So taking all the things you do because you are this expert, you know exactly what it is that you want this person to do or that you're looking for. And you will map out those steps, either if you were doing it before as the one man band that we like to say, and you have to map out, you know, what are the things you want someone to pay attention to? Even if it's really specific, if you are doing some photo editing, and you want this person to really say like, okay, we like to lighten up certain photos and darken other ones, giving them an outline of kind of your process, your thought, your thought process Mm -hmm. behind what you do and how you do certain things. So that's part of that define stage, defining all of those tasks, mapping out what the what do you want the person to do, even making some short loom videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love loom videos. I do that for for my editor. It's just like, all right, this is how I edit. And then you have yes. that living on there as a reference and yeah, so easy. Yes, it is very easy and it really helps to streamline instead of you keep going back and forth with someone telling them like, okay, no, you missed this step. You missed this step. It's like, okay, this person knows. And then we, you know, of course we have it in a checklist as well, making sure that the person is hitting those milestones that you really want them to do. And then the last stage is the do part where we're actually implementing this into a project management tool. We are putting out all the steps. We are adding in the automation. So it automatically notifies someone instead of you having to send out that email saying to your subcontractor of, Hey, you know, can you do this now? Soon as that task is finished on your end, it goes hands hands off to the person. They're emailed automatically. They're assigned to the task automatically. They're assigned a due date. That is my big thing. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't have a due date, it won't get done. So they need to know, like, do you need this turnaround time one day, two days? And that can be automatically added each time for that specific role. So all of those things yeah. are set up and streamlined so that you can hire someone, you know what you're hiring for, and that you can get that good person on board that's going to fulfill what you need. But you're also communicating and loving on that new hire, showing them exactly what it is that you do need. Yeah, I'm sure that helps them too, because then they know the expectations. You know, if you can think back to good, good jobs that you've had, and maybe more challenging jobs that you've had, I have a feeling the challenging ones are the ones that weren't clearly defined of like, what am I supposed to be doing? I actually (laughs) had a client and he came to me with that same problem. And he I asked him like, okay, what are you doing with hiring? And he was just like, well, the last hires I hired just didn't do anything. And I'm like, what does that mean? They just didn't do anything. So like, as we're walking through, I'm realizing this person isn't really giving clear directions. You're thinking you're hiring Mm -hmm. for something specific, but you still have to give someone clear directions because what 
one person might think of is like, what you're considering might be like, oh, okay, this is my frame of mind and focus. And someone else's frame of mind and focus might be something completely different. But telling mm-hmm. someone exactly, even I'm sure when you were doing your web design, that's a perfect example of like, I had this idea in mind, the web designer went this way. <laughs> right, right, and I'm having right. to keep going back and telling them these updates and these steps, make it bigger. Okay, the web design makes it 40 points bigger. And you're like, uh-huh. okay, that's too big. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's absolutely getting out like our expectations to them. Yeah, for sure. Having that communication is really, really really, really yes, important. And that's where step, um, setting up systems yeah. come in, comes into play mm-hmm. because you are putting that expectation on paper. And even if that one person yeah. doesn't work out, it's fine because now you have it all documented and worked out. So the next person can come in, follow those steps and maybe be a better fit for you. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And, you know, creating those kind of checklists and the due dates still work really well, even if you don't have any team. So if you're doing this for yourself, creating those processes, I know I used to be like really old school. I used to actually just have my process for working through a client. It was just a piece of paper I would print out with checkboxes and I would staple it to the front of a manila envelope that would go into a rack on my wall. And that was my project management system, but it worked really well for me at the time yes. because all my work was happening in my in my office. Like I didn't need it to be digital. I didn't need to be working from outside mm-hmm. of my home at that point. So it was like everything's right here. I know where it is. I grab the folder, I check it off, I move it down. Like I had it was, you know, yes. those magazine racks like a doctor's I, office. As soon as you said little... it, I was just thinking of a <laughs> doctor or veterinarian's office. And I was just like, yeah. this is probably her background in <laughs> Yeah, but I just would go, boop, boop, boop. Like the top one was they were booking and then they were booked and then we had the session and then we had everything prepped for the order. And, you know, so I just would move it down. Because that's exactly (laughs) how you can do it in a project management tool. You can have it set up where it's like, okay, this is their first stage. And then you move it over to the next stage and then you're moving it over. Mm -hmm. So you're already putting in play that process and those uh, steps of what you would do each time. And now it's just a digital thing that you're doing instead of putting it on the wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And some of those tools, I mean, my gosh, there's so many tools and it probably depends how your brain is set up too. Cause I can see having like a Trello board or like the Caban, is that what it's called? Style where it's like, you can move it from column to Mm -hmm. column, kind of like I moved it down the wall or uh, I love to use monday.com and that one would have like grouping. So I can move it down Mm -hmm. that way, which is how I have my client management board set up that they come in as like booking in progress or actually inquiry then booking in progress and then, you know, booked and set, you know, so I just move it down the groups. Those are probably the two main. Are there any other ways that people like to kind of set up a process that maybe... So some people love a task list. So a list of tasks that they Mm, have each day that they need to do. There are different views that you can have. You can have a calendar view. So someone who likes that agenda book type of look to it, you can set it up so you can see, okay, what's on the calendar for today, tomorrow, next week, things like that. And you can add the test that yeah. the task that way too. Yeah, I love that. And I also love having the ability to set up, like I had it, oh man, I've used so many different systems over the years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I would have, I used to use Dubsado for all of my, my inquiry and client management stuff, which was really good for bringing people mm-hmm. through to being booked. 
but it didn't really at the time, at least have a great project management option for following the client after the shoot of like, okay, now I need to send an invoice. Now I need to order the things. Now I need to send a thank you card. Now I need to make sure it's updated and quick. Yes. All of that. So I would actually move that after the session was shot. I had a to-doist checklist, like you mentioned, where it was like all the things that needed to happen. And I created a template that would automatically assign due dates based on when I imported it, which was awesome. (laughs) Like anytime you can work uh, your process into like pressing a button and it's like, boom, all the due dates are automatically assigned. I or mean, invoices automatically generated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, even yes. more. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So what are some um, great tools? Because yeah, we were just chatting before we started here that, uh, you know, CRMs like Dubsado and HoneyBook or mm-hmm. any of these other uh, CRMs out there are great software. And a lot of people love to use them. And if it's working for you, 100% keep using it. That's great. But what are some other software solutions maybe that aren't so service industry specific that maybe people don't even have on their radar? So I really like using ClickUp and that's because it's an all-in-one type of tool. I've worked with so many business owners that are trying to use everything under the sun. They have all these different softwares, Mm -hmm. all these different tools. Just like you were saying, I've seen them try to piece together. Okay, I have Dubsado or a HoneyBook. And then we're adding it to a project management tool. And then we have our SOPs in this other program, Trainial. And then we have to have Slack channel to Slack each other. (laughs) But ClickUp really has all those things in one. So you can really talk to each other and have a chat inside the task and know exactly what you're doing, highlighting certain areas that you really want to specify, doing mock-ups and things like that. You can put your SOPs into ClickUp. There's just all sorts of things instead of having all of those, having to open all of those tabs, because I know I get mm-hmm. completely overwhelmed with too many tabs open. I am the worst person to check a Slack message. <laughs> like give me one place oh my gosh. to find everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's all I can handle. Just one place to find everything. If I have to look in my email, if I have to look in the Slack message, and then I have to go and search through some older files just to find what I'm looking for. I've already spent 30 minutes or an hour trying to just figure out Mm -hmm. what it was we were last talking about, where if it's just all in one place, you know, okay, if I need to find the answer to this, I just go here. I just click on what Mm -hmm. task I was on. I'll click on the editing and it has all the notes and everything in one place. Yes. Yeah. I was actually just reading a book called Building a Second Brain, which is about like how to organize our digital clutter. You would probably love it. So (laughs) check it out. Building a Second Brain. (laughs) Um, But it's talking about how to organize just like our digital stuff. And, you know, you can kind of set up all the different softwares you use. Basically, it's like, oh, now I'm going to forget it because it's like projects and then resources and then archive. And there's one more in there too. But you basically kind of set things up so you know where yes. to find it, whether it's on your notes app or in your Monday or in your ClickUp or in like your Dropbox. See, the notes like, app it's all Dropbox. kind of set up. <laughs> yeah, I know. Almost. But you like have it. It can all, all be centralized in one area, even if you don't use ClickUp. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not that person who tells right. you like you have to use this one tool. We can work with what you yeah. already have to centralize everything into one area or two areas. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's what we're doing on my team right now because we we used to be guilty with yes. the Slack and just even like a month or two ago, I'm like, all right, guys, like, can we just get rid of this? Like, we're like this. No. And especially now that Monday.com, which I've used for a long time, added the docs. It's like, all right, let's move all of our SOPs that are over on this other platform over here. And like, can we please just put everything here? I'm glad you said you wanted to get rid of Slack too, because I've been talking about getting rid of that to so many businesses. And every time I feel like I'm going to get stoned. (laughs) Everyone's like such an advocate of Slack. And every time I'm like, No, that's too many places that you have to look for the same thing. (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah, especially when so many, you know, ClickUp Monday, uh, you know, all these other software solutions allow you to have messaging and comments back and forth right there. Inside the task. (laughs) By where it needs to happen. you know exactly what task or exactly what person, which project you're working on. Mm -hmm. And all the information is there. So if someone leaves out, now it's not in their individual email box, but it's there for anybody Mm -hmm. to just come in, see where they left off and pick up from there. Yeah. Is ClickUp something that would be worthwhile for a solopreneur, someone that doesn't have a team yet? Yeah. So ClickUp actually has a free feature. Um, It's free for a long time until you want to use some other additional features. But a lot of the things are free and it's very inexpensive as well. You know, at the time of this taking, taping, (laughs) it's only a few (laughs) bucks a month. Um, So it is definitely something that a solopreneur can use. And just like you mentioned earlier, just outlining what you're doing, it helps you to remember things as well so that you aren't Mm -hmm. forgetting because a lot of times we're just in a free flow And sometimes we can forget, oh, I forgot to send this proposal out or, oh, I forgot to do this. And like now it's waking you up in the middle of the night because you're like, (laughs) oh, I I forgot to do this. But if you had something and you were Mm -hmm. documenting and putting down like, what are the tasks that I need to do? And then streamlining it, it makes it that much easier on you. So now you don't forget things. And then it also makes it easier Mm -hmm. when you want to hire because you already have those tasks mapped out. And now someone else can just jump into your seat in that area and do those math, you can assign that same thread, that same sequence of tasks to somebody else. And now you're not like, okay, what do I have the person to do? You're not sitting there with someone that you hired that's just sitting there doing nothing, as my client had said, but you have actual (laughs) tasks for that person to do. And you have already mapped it out because it's what you do. And you know, the quality is going to be high because that's exactly what you do as well. Yeah, I love that. What advice would you give to uh, a photographer that, you know, is maybe just getting started and they're just looking at the sea of sea of software solutions of how to kind of test out different ones or find the one that would work best for them? So to me, the one that works best for you is is just that. It's whichever one you pick up and you dedicate, <laughs> dedicate the time <laughs> to. Um, I always say start with the end in mind, though. So don't try to limit yourself based on where you are. Think about something that's going to have a lot of features of where you're going to go, and then it can grow with you. And I think that's also why I like ClickUp so much, because it it can expand or contract as little or as much as you need it to. But at least, mm-hmm. you know, you still have those features in there and available to you for if you want to, you know, continue on or expand it more. But in ClickUp with a free account, you can definitely have something that is you're just mapping out processes and maybe you just start there and then you're just building on it over time. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Oh, my gosh. So good. One other question, too, is, you know, well, I guess just some advice for 
those out there that are just feeling like, oh man, I am never going to get these <laughs> systems done or together, or they feel like maybe they start to put it together and then everything changes. And they're like, well, why did I waste the time doing that? Or, you know, just some, some, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Some motivation, some advice (laughs) for those that are struggling. (laughs) It is okay. I will say that everyone's zone of genius is not systems and that's okay. Um, that is exactly why sometimes people are more creative and your zone of genius might be taking phenomenal pictures. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Pictures at that, you know, I heard that taking photography, taking photos of horses is very, you know, you wouldn't think that it's so hard, but it is very hard. They might whip you in the face with their hair or anything <laughs> like that. And so that is not my zone of genius, but setting up systems definitely is. I have that organized mind where I can easily take things apart. So I'm not going to downplay the part, the fact that there's just strengths in certain things for certain people and other people might not be as strong. So if you are that person who is more of a creative, more of a visionary, you might need someone more like me to come in and help you out with your systems to really provide some organization and some order into things. Um, and that's okay because I definitely would not, I would be hiring someone like you to take pictures <laughs> because that is not my thing. I feel like I look so goofy. <laughs> I'm sure you could steer me through that. And um, just get started is the second piece of advice to answer your second part, because systems are going to change as you grow, as you expand, as you start to get more clients, then you notice that maybe your process might change. You might need to update. Systems do still need to be updated you know, every six months, every year, once a year, just depending on or sooner, depending on how fast you are growing in your business. So don't think that is the one and done type of thing. It is something that you're reevaluating. As you're learning more in your business, Mm -hmm. you are getting new tools, you might be doing things differently as well. So that is going to be, um, and there's a dog in the back. <laughs> yes, barking at something. I don't even know what she's barking at. No one came to the door. Max <laughs> is not here. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Thank, thankfully, no one gets a, offended by a barking dog no. for this podcast. <laughs> Yes, systems Um, will change over time. So it is okay. But just get something down, get something started. And Mm -hmm. that will definitely lead you to success. That's great advice too, especially for the photographers starting out because oftentimes our process starts off a lot more simple. And then we start to add different things to improve our client experience to make it a little bit more streamlined. So don't feel like you need to come out of the box with this like really involved, no. automated, sexy, amazing system. Like start with the most basic system that mm-hmm. you can possibly have and then then add to it. And it can even start as just a spreadsheet. I mean, not spreadsheet. It can just start as something as simple as a Google document with a checklist. So if you are writing yeah. out your steps in a checklist as a Google document, that will be fine. I'm sure that could work for someone for a few, you know, quite a few clients until you are ready mm-hmm. to implement a software. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. This has been so, so good. Let everybody know where they can find you online and where to grab that freebie as well that you mentioned before. Please. Yes. So everyone, um, it was so great. I look forward to seeing all the pet thick pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I created a special page just for your listeners. They can go to tasklygroup.com slash Nicole Begley. 
N-I-C-O-L-E-B-E-G-L-E-Y. And that's where they can get the three steps to automate systems in your business to scale to six, seven, and eight figures. They can also book a call to chat with me about their personal business systems or connect with me on LinkedIn or IG at that same website, tasleygroup.com slash Nicole Begley. Awesome. And yeah, and definitely go spam her on Instagram with some cute (laughs) dog pictures because that makes everybody's day better, right? (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Oh my gosh, Shanice, this has been so good. Hopefully I've given you guys some motivation and ideas for ways to start to systematize your business a little bit to go out and check out some of these different software solutions if you don't have one that you already love. If you have one that you love, stick with it. But if you're like, this isn't really working or you don't have one, um, yeah, definitely some great great opportunities out there. And let us know. Uh, Let me know at Nicole Bigley Official on Instagram how you found this helpful. Definitely let Shanice know that you enjoyed this conversation. She would love to hear from you. And um, Shanice, thank you so much for being here with us to kick off 2023 with a call to arms to get our business a little bit more systematized one step at a time. (laughs) Thank you, Nicole, so much for having me. I just love talking with you about this. Of course. Yes. Thanks again for being here. And everybody else, I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Hair of the Dog podcast. This was episode number 173. If you want to check out the show notes for access to any of the resources that we mentioned, simply go to www.hairofthedogacademy.com slash 173. Thanks for listening to this episode of Hair of the Dog podcast. If you enjoyed this show, please take a minute to leave a review. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our upcoming episodes. One last thing. If you are ready to dive into more resources, head over to our website at www.hairofthedogacademy.com. Thanks for being a part of this pet photography community.